And now that I'm recording, I'm going to go over to uh, some slides I made for my notes uh, for Black History Month. And uh, so the first uh, African-American author I'd like to talk to you about is Langston Hughes. Um, he's an American poet, uh, social activist, novelist, playwright, and columnist, and he was born in Joplin, Missouri. So he was one of the earliest innovators of the then new literary art form called jazz poetry. He's best known as a leader of the Harlem Renaissance in New York City. Um, he was very famous because he, when he wrote poetry, he did not want to write poetry uh, for the educated elite. He really wanted to write poetry um, for his community and everyday people. And he used everyday language, um, but he was an extremely talented poet. Um, and he had a big influence on the early uh, literary life of the early 20th century. So uh, that is my um, that is my spotlight uh, for my first African American author for Black History Month. So now I'm going to go back to my uh, screen. And I'm going to click. I first uh, podcast. Do you remember I talked about this book? Um, black Enough, Stories of Being Young and Black in America, and how much I love this anthology, um, the anthology of the collection of short stories. And if you remember, Mr. Porter talked about uh, Jason Reynolds. Jason Reynolds is actually one of the authors featured in this book. And I just want to read a short clip from the story that he wrote in the book, and it, it is called The Ingredients. So I would like for you to pay attention to um, to the language that he uses um, in his story. So in this story, let me set it up for a second. There are four boys. Their names are Jamal, Flacco, Big Boy, and Randy. They are at their community pool. They're playing. They decide to go to one of the boys' apartments um, after going to the pool. This story is set in Brooklyn, in modern-day Brooklyn, and uh, on the way, on the walk to um, the boy's apartment, they're seeing all these eateries, right? And they are starving. So swimming has made them work up this appetite. So swimming always makes them hungry. They have no idea why, but it always does. Maybe it has something to do with them holding their breath. Maybe it's due to the energy it takes to tread water. Starving, Jamal repeats. I could go for a sandwich. Ooh, like peanut butter and jelly, Flacco chimes in. I mean, I think that'd be fine, but I'm thinking about something even better, like turkey, lettuce, tomato, some pickles. Uh, Randy interrupts, nodding his head as if tasting the dill. So now they start talking about the kind of food, the sandwiches that they would like to have. So Big Boyd says, I mean, that looks good and all, but I, I was thinking something like maybe, you know, the beef you get with beef and broccoli from the Chinese spot? Just hear me out. You take some of that beef, put it on the bread, put the broccoli on it too, right? And put the lettuce and tomato and all that on it. But what really makes it fire is when you put the hot mustard and the duck sauce, just a little bit of the soy sauce in that thing, not mayo or mustard, man. And you crunch up some of the dry chow mein noodles on it too. Now that's a sandwich. But then Jamal chimes in with, with like pastrami or something maybe, stack it up like a fistful of it. Instead of putting it on a hero or slices, you put it on a hollow roll. A what? A hollow roll? It's like a Jewish bread. 
Anyway, you put that pastrami on there, you add some Swiss cheese, some coleslaw, splash of hot sauce for a little heat, a few corn chips for crunch, and boom, you got your own little piece of heaven. A couple more sandwiches they're gonna talk about. Maybe like half smoke or a Polish sausage. Chimes in another friend with some of that kraut stuff on top. I never had it, but it's called sour kraut. It's sauerkraut, not sour kraut. Sauerkraut. Do you even know what it is? They're playing around. What's wrong with peanut butter and jelly, Flacco asks. Okay, fine. Some peanut butter and jelly ain't good enough for y'all, apparently. You know what I'd like to try? One of them veggie sandwiches I always see those white people get. It's like a salad sandwich or something. You know what I'm talking about? Spinach, all kinds of leaves, maybe some kale. They add the cucumbers, some tomatoes, some onions, raw and grilled. Throw some banana peppers in it, some olives. What am I missing? Avocado, avocado, yeah, hit it with the avocado, some of that spicy mustard. They go back and forth about all the sandwiches. At the end of the story, they go to Flacco's apartment and have a bowl of cereal with milk. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why they were enjoying talking about the things that they could have, um, but they actually couldn't afford all the things that they passed by on their trip. But there is, um, they talk about pumpernickel and challah bread. They talk about all different types of international food that they passed, but they that they don't have access to. And um, that is only one of the stories, one of the stories in this book. There are 17 authors featured in this book. Um, highly recommend this book. Excellent. Thank you so much, Ms. Brown.